This is Gary W. Johnson, a.k.a. The Vintage Gentleman, coming to you with something that might inspire you, empower you, and motivate you to be a better version of yourself. Tonight, we're going to address some issues, and I'm going to uh, have my uh, uh, nephew, and he's going to um, have me to address a question that a caller has. How you doing, Renard? Hey, I'm good. How are you? No, fantastic, man. Okay, so um, I have a question from um, Jeffrey. He's from Long Island, New York. And uh, the question he has is, um, he has a situation. He said that he has two sons. He has one that's 15 that currently lives with him and his wife. And then he had a kid by a previous relationship. Um, And that kid is 12 years old. And he wasn't in that kid's life all the way up until um, a year ago. And he said that, um, you know, the kid's been, his, his son's been com- coming over and staying at his house with him. And he had a situation where he told him to take out the trash and his, and his son challenged him. He, he, he stared him down and he ended up not taking the trash out. And so the dilemma is he feels like he doesn't feel like he has the right to discipline his son as far as um, you know I mean obviously he's 12 years old so I don't know if you want to whoop a 12 year old but he just feels like he's in a position where um, it's, it's sort of awkward for him to discipline his his child because he hasn't been involved in his life up until this point so I think he feels guilty about um, disciplining him so he wanted to know um, how would you address that situation Okay, well, there's a number of things that's going to factor in, and uh, I, I really wish I had him, uh, you know, on the podcast so I could probe a little bit more, uh, because uh, the more gathered information you have, the more intelligent decisions you can make. And uh, with this uh, uh, child that's uh, 12 years old, he's a boy, and he's been with... Uh, the father now uh, for a year and uh, uh, he has a a 15 year old that's uh, living in the same household with he and his wife now uh, I'll say this uh, first and foremost he's going to have to discipline that child Uh, he doesn't have to do it like uh, it's a dictatorship or anything like that and uh, as we talk from time to time we talk about how important it is to communicate and, uh, you know, have a, a conversation uh, because, as has been said, uh, conversation rules the nation and the understanding beats the world. He has to communicate with that child, although the child is 12 years old, let that child know what his expectations are, not only for him, but for any child that's under his roof if he's supplying them with food clothing and shelter he's got to make sure that he's doing everything he can do to make sure that he's getting them ready for the world and the thing of it is like that old saying goes he's paying the cost to be the boss if you're under my roof you're going to have to adhere to what I'm telling you to do so with him sitting down 
in a calm manner when the child is not mad and angry and all upset and he's not all mad and angry and all upset, maybe sit down at the dining room table or kitchen table or something and have a meeting of the minds and let him know what his expectations are of him and letting him know that if he decides that he does not want to comply and listen to him and do the things that he's asking him to do, well, then it's going to be some repercussions. And those repercussions, to me, I'm not going to tell you time out, go stand in the corner. I'm not saying time out. You've yeah. got to be disciplined. You've got to be disciplined. Um, <laughs> some people might say, well, you can't get no belt and whoop them. You know, they might call CPS and all that. Well, you know, I had three children. All of them are ducks now. And one of my uh, uh, children, which happened to be a girl, uh, she did something once. And, uh, you know, I'm heavy-handed and I'm not a little guy. And uh, uh, my wife at the time, which she's an ex-wife now, she really didn't want me to whoop her. And so I talked to her. And uh, she had stolen the car. And, you know, anyway, uh, when she finally came home, you know, it was after midnight. Uh, the car was all right. She was okay. Uh, but uh, the thing of it is, my uh, ex-wife was telling me, if you do this and you do that, then the police might come out. And this is what I told her. And this is a true story. And I meant this to my heart, and I still mean it today. I said, if the police come to my house because I'm going to discipline my child, they can take my child with them because if they're under my roof and I'm giving them food, clothing, and shelter, I am going to discipline my child. And I'm not talking about taking a, a wire clothes hanger and whooping her with a wire clothes hanger. I'm talking about a leather strap, a leather belt, and not whipping her all in the face or anything like that but to give her a spanking so she can be disciplined. And it's going to be because I need her to have some uh, corrective action. Because if you've got some tires on your car and they get out of alignment, if you don't address that and get those tires realigned, the word is going to come. And after that, if you don't do anything about it, with the word coming, you can put yourself in a position where you're going to get into a wreck. And if he does not discipline that child, he's going to mess around and get into a wreck. That child might walk around with his chest out thinking, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm bad and you can't do nothing to me and you're not going to do nothing to me. And, you know, a lot of things can happen. Uh, but he's going to definitely have to discipline that child. Um, I think that the best way to go is to communicate with him and let him know. And if he doesn't do it, uh, then I would, you know, discipline the child. And I'm not talking time out. Uh, <laughs> and he's got that other son that's 15 years old. Well, that 15-year-old, he's watching and he's listening. You know, he's going to be ear hustling to see how you're going to take care of that with him. You know, like they say, it goes one, one bad apple can spoil a whole bunch. You know, I know he had been in his life, you know, but he's been there with him for a year now. And he's got to step up and be the man of that house and let that child know that he's going to have to stay in the child's place. And if he doesn't, he's going to get punished. 
So what do you what do you think about um, you know he mentioned like feeling guilty because he hadn't been involved in his in his son's life. So um, he feels like if he discipline him, maybe the son will you know have more resentment for him because he he already feels like his son has resentment because he wasn't there for him the first eleven years of his life. So he's already sort of bitter. So discipline him may even put more of a strain in their relationship. Well, again, that's where communication comes in. He can converse with his son and let him know that he's not going to be put on some guilt trip. He realizes he hadn't been a part of his life and just sit down and talk to him and let him know what time it is. But at the same time, I'm not going to let you come in here and allow you to run over me. Whether I'm here with a wife, whether I'm here with uh, another son and that uh, might decide uh, he wants to run over me too. If it was just me and you by ourselves, you're going to have to adhere to what I'm saying and you're going to have to mind. All yeah. this old gift stuff, he can tell him about it. But after you tell him about it, do it. If that child decides he wants to run away or don't want to live with him, hey, listen, I don't think it's going to work in his favor if he does not discipline that child. And when that gets to be a certain age, he might grow to have a great appreciation for making him a better person by disciplining him and not letting a 12-year-old run over him and have him on some kind of guilt trip. I can't let you make it in life because I haven't been in your life. I'm in your life now and I'm communicating with you and letting you know as your father what my expectations are of you. And if you don't meet those expectations, these are the things that you're going to have to deal with with me. And you're going to have to deal with that. If you're going to be under my roof, and I'm giving you food, clothing, and shelter that applies to you and my other son across the board. So he can he can say, hey, look, well, he, he's already kind of mad at me, you know, because I wasn't in his life. And if I whoop him, it's like, you know, the way I look at it, you're going to whoop your son and he's going to whoop you. <laughs> yeah. So, so do you think, because now mind you, he said that his son challenged him and you know, when he told him to take out the trash, he he looked at him and they both looked at he looked at each other for a few seconds. And then his son like walked away saying he didn't take out the trash. And so it was almost like now he's going to come back maybe the next day or later, you know, and then try to address the situation. But it's almost like the cat is out of the bag now. Like now the son sort of knows like, oh, he ain't nothing. Like you saw how I, you know, he he don't, he not gonna tell me what to do. You saw when he told me to take out the trash, and I looked at him, and then I walked off. And now he gonna come to me a week later, man. Get out of here, <laughs> you know. What do you, you think? That's a possibility. Well, at the same time, there are some different possibilities, and there's different scenarios to that. But what the father has to realize. Like I said, he's paying the cost to be the boss. He is still in control unless he wants to let his son be in control. And if he doesn't address it, 
his son is going to be in control. So he has to address it. I don't care if it's two weeks later. Sit down at a table somewhere. Talk to your son. Let him know, I know you've got resentment toward me because I hadn't been in your life. I understand that. I'm a part of your life now. I'm your father. I've got some rules and regulations that you're going to have to follow if you're going to be under my roof. That little stunt that you did last week or two weeks ago, studying up to me and not wanting to listen to me and do what I asked you to do as a child, that can't happen again. So I'm giving you fair warning. Do not try to stud up with me again in life. If you do, there's a price that you're going to pay. So I'm trying to give you fair warning right now. And we're not going to talk about this again. So if you decide you want to do that, just know that you're going to have some repercussions. And it's not going to be a topic of conversation. It's going to be action. It's not going to be any words anymore. It's going to be action. And you're not going to like it. Yeah. So so what happens if he decides, you know what? You, you're not telling me what to do. You weren't there for me. And now you're trying to step in and, and, and play the boss. I'm not coming over your house anymore. Or would you, would, would he, should he be okay with that? Or cause you know, or should he try to find a way to make this work? Or, or should he just say, you know what? You don't follow my rules. I don't care. Don't come over my house. Now he has a, a strained relationship with his son again. You know, so that's kind of tricky, huh? Uh, it is a slippery slope. But at the same time, like I was talking about getting tires in alignment, you got to get on alignment. If you don't get on alignment, you're going to have that wear. And if you keep having that wear, your rubber's going to get thin and you're going to mess around and get into a wreck. If he doesn't control that and get on top of that now, he's going to mess around and get into a wreck. What I would do, have a conversation with him. If he decides, well, I'm going to run away and I'm not going to stay here and I'm not going to do this. I would just say to him in my communication, son, I hate you feel that way. I love you and I want you to know that my door is open for you. But at the same time, as I have a responsibility to provide for you and get you ready for the world and give you food, clothing and shelter, well, you have a role to play too. And that's being in a child's place. And as long as you're here and don't take it personal, it's across the board with you. It's across the board with my 15-year-old son. If you're not going to follow my rules, I've got to discipline you. So whatever you feel like you need to do, you do what you feel like you need to do. But I'm not going to push you out of the house. I'm not going to run you away. I love you. But at the same time, You've got to show me some respect. And if you're going to be under my roof, this is what has to happen. If you decide to leave, you don't want to come here anymore. I want you to know that my doors are open for you. And I love you. You're my son. But I'm not going to allow you or nobody else to come in here and dictate what I'm supposed to do as a father. I'm not going to allow it to happen. So that's not going to happen. Yeah. He's got to put his foot down, man. Yeah, because 
I'm 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 going off experience. You know, I wasn't I wasn't raised with my dad, and I remember moving in with him when I was in the seventh grade, and um, you know, you still sort of had that bitterness because he wasn't there, and um, he I had an incident with, with him where um, you know I forgot to lock the door a couple of times to our apartment, you know. Um, and then he called himself disciplining me. He gave me a whooping. And but the only thing about his whooping was he mentioned something else while he was whooping me. He I had um basically snitched on him without even knowing as a kid about him hanging out with another woman and I had went with him. Like I was he you know, he used me in a way. He he took me out to go meet up with another woman. So when my stepmom asked me about it, um about you know, it, the, the other woman was my mom, <laughs> to be honest. So when my stepmom asked me, like, hey, did you um, enjoy seeing your mom? Because I had seen her two weeks prior. And I said, yeah, and blah, 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 last week. And she was like, last week? I'm like, yeah. I said, you know, I saw mom last week and we went to the park. And the whole time I'm not knowing that I'm snitching on my dad because he did that behind her back. So when he did discipline me, he mentioned that while he was whipping me. Like, you told, you know, you told your stepmom, I saw your mom. So it was almost like he was whipping me for one thing, but taking something else out on me. And I just remember just being so pissed off and the fact that he even put his hands on me. And I, you know, I ended up grabbing all my things and I and I ran away from home. Like I walked all the way from from um, Arlington, Texas to Fort Worth. And then I hitchhiked the next day all the way to Dallas. And then I was gone. I was out of there. And it all stemmed from like, I don't know if it was my ego or what, but I'm like, you got the nerves to put your hands on me? Like, who are you? Like, I, you know? So it could, it could go left. And you said at, at that time you were um, in the seventh grade or so? Yeah, seventh grade. So I was I was around the same age as um as Jeffrey's son. I was like around twelve. Now, uh, here's the thing, man. And uh, sometimes some other things factor in. Um, some some men, you know, that uh, are in that position where they're trying to uh, spend time with their son and raise their son because they haven't been a part of their son's life. Uh, they really don't know how to do the parenting uh, in a proper way. And, you know, you're going to have some uh, young men that's going to grow up uh, and young women in a dysfunctional uh, household. Uh, and sometimes it's because uh, the parents just don't know uh, or they don't care. Uh, maybe when they were raised up, uh, they got treated a certain way, which is actually abuse. And they're... Uh, using that same tactic uh, maybe on their son. Now, uh, if your father was a, a drinker, could he have been like a little drunk when that happened? Or if he was on drugs, uh, is it possible he was on the drugs at that time? Uh, you know, there's a number of things that factor in. Uh, but I will say this from listening to your experience and what happened, I think he actually had an opportunity kind of for like payback you told your mom on me it's not that major that you left uh the door unlocked you didn't lock your door which is a bad thing you know because you know you you got 
some things of value in your home and you don't want an intruder coming in uh, if they have to do it forcefully. But if your son left the door open and they came in, it's like, say, man, that's not a good thing. But he needed to approach it from my point of view in a, in, in a different manner. You know, you you got to have that communication and talk to a child and not just jump up and do certain things. Although you're going to have uh, some some fathers, you know, they don't have those kind of skills or maybe they don't care. Uh, but he should have actually talked to you and realized uh, the gravity of what you had done so you wouldn't let it happen again and to let you know uh, this cannot happen again. You know, and after you sit down and talk to you about that, then if it happens again, you know, to whoop you. But, uh, you know, with him bringing up, you know, the situation with you told your mom something, you told on me, not good at all. That's like, to me, working off of his adolescent part of his brain. And he shouldn't have never had that approach. Uh, with you leaving home, uh, I can understand that. As a child, you're going to experience some things in life that you don't fully understand or you don't have an appreciation for. But as you get into your adulthood and you have more understanding of life and the way things work in life and some of your expectations, if you have a child, well, then you might see things a lot differently because you're a child at that time. You were only 12 years old. You know, I can kind of remember myself uh, when I was a teenager, you know, but I was older than 12. You know, I'm, I'm 17 years old and my father's wanted me to come in and be at home by midnight. So if I went over to my girlfriend's house, I missed the bus and I can't get home by midnight. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to be in trouble, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, with my thing, I had friends uh, that were staying out after midnight. And as a child, I'm 17 years old, but I'm still a child. I don't see why I can't be out, you know, but as a parent and as a father, he knew I'm a young black man. And the thing of it is when you out after midnight, that's when things happen. You know, he don't, he don't want me to get in trouble and have to be in trouble with the law. And he don't want to have to uh, be burying me because a lot of things happen after midnight. But as a 17-year-old, I didn't understand it. But as I grew into my manhood, I think it must have been around the age of 30, 31. I went back to my father, shook his hand, and told him, I know you didn't think I was listening to you. I was listening, but I didn't want to hear you. But I appreciate what you did and giving me the advice you gave me as a father, I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah. you know, as a child, certain things you're just not going to see, but it's important, you know, for a parent to communicate with you. Yeah. And, you know, um, for Jeffrey, you know, that's something you really have to nip in the bud early because 12 is still that age where you can have a huge influence. But if you lose them when he's... 16 17 it's 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 way harder you know because now it's like they want to look at it like they're a man and who are you to to talk to me that way like you you weren't involved with me so 
for him to have that situation, like you never want to have that situation, but it's it's best to have it at that at an earlier age. So that way he can, because that you know when you're 12 years old, you you really listen to all adults. You know, like well, at least I did. I always grew up respecting adults. You said yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. So um, yeah, I just think for him, yeah, he really does have to get a grasp on this situation now because if he don't. He's going to have a real problem on his hand, you know, with especially with boys, and, you know, girls, too. But with boys and when it comes to the father and the father not being around, they they harbor like a lot of resentment and anger. And, you know, and it's a, it's a lot of hurt that goes into that. So and then, you know, the, to add on to that, he has he already has another son and another family. So he probably resents that that other sibling, too, because it's like you were raised with him and you 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 don't know what it felt like to not have your father so that that resentment could spread to the siblings also and, and yeah you make a valid point there um but uh you know with uh with the the the, the wife being there she's listening to what you're saying to that child she's watching your actions uh, she's going to have uh, expectations of that child also. You know, I mean, it's not her child, but at the same time, uh, she's like uh, the woman of the house. And if she can discipline her son for not doing certain things, well, she's got to be in a position also where she can discipline his son. Because yeah. they're under the same roof. Now, if uh, if he feels like the father, if he feels like that she's being a little too hard on that child, that's something they have to look into it and address uh, also. But, uh, you know, when you've got a child that's 12, and I don't know when he's going to be 13, he's kind of in the crossroads. Uh, I'm not saying that he's going to be influenced by other kids at school, but, you know, you got other kids at school, they're going to be talking to you about this and that and what they do at home and what they get away with at home and how they handle their parents and you feel like, well, okay, I'm going to try it on my dad and I'm going to handle my dad and, you know, okay, so once things get out of line, you know, like we're talking about alignment, there's got to be a realignment. There's got to be a realignment. And so right now, he's at an age where he's in the crossroads, but You've got to show him that you're the adult, you're the man of that house, and it's going to be his way or the highway to a certain degree. Because you can't let that child get away with that because if you let him get away with that, you're not running that household, you're not running that child, that child is running you. And that just can't happen. That can't happen. He's got to address that. But I think the most important thing you know, for him to do is to put his feelings aside as far as, well, you know, I've already been out of his life and I don't want to push him away from me and this, that, and the other, but it's like, hey, man, it's time to push, it's time to shove. It's time to push and shove because if he's coming at me like that, you know, I mean, it's time for me to stir it up and be the man that I'm supposed to be and be the father that I'm supposed to be. And later in life, if he handles it the right way, that son is 12 years old, he'll have a great appreciation for that because 
He may be saving his life. He may be uh, 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 diverting him from going uh, to juvenile home or going to jail or going to prison. Uh, you know, he, he might be doing that, but he cannot just let that go because he's thinking he's already been out of the child's life and he don't want the child to feel a certain way. The child is going to feel whatever way he wants to feel, but as long as I know I'm doing the right thing as an adult, and I'm, I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm not getting a clothes hanger and, and whooping him where I'm drawing blood or anything like that. But I'm going to discipline him like I'm going to discipline my 15-year-old. So my 15-year-old can't get away with it. You're not going to be able to get away with that. And my wife is looking at me too. Eh, no. All those emotions and feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to hurt his feet. That's got to go out the window if you want to run your household. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is you, you got to stay consistent as far as being if you're going to discipline your child, a child that you haven't been in his life, you're going to have to be consistent with being in his life because, you know, you can't be in and in and out of his life and trying to discipline him because then he's really going to lose respect for you. But if you're showing consistency, like, you know what, I wasn't there for you at first and now I'm here and I'm going to always be here they look at that differently than you popping up every now and then and then you want to lay down the law you know yeah that's that's that that's something that um has to be uh taken into consideration too consistency and uh like you said uh it has to be consistency and uh that's why i was saying uh you know as far as like telling the son well if you don't be here you know i don't care you know, you don't ever want to tell him, I don't care. Yeah. That would like really push him away from you because that's something, once you do something like that, like I heard a statement once before, once you ring the bell, you can't unring the bell. When you tell your son, you don't care, how you gonna come back later? Well, son, you know, I really love you. It's like, really? You already told me you don't care, you know? I mean, how, how can that be fixed? You know, so sitting him down, communicating with him and letting him know that you're coming from a good place. It's all about love, but it has to be a certain way if he's going to be under your roof and he's giving you food, clothing and shelter. He's giving you guidance, trying to get you ready for the world. He's trying to help you be a better version of yourself. You know, so you can go out and you know, go to school and, you know, if you're not getting, you know, uh, uh, discipline at home uh, and studying up, well, you know, a lot of time that'll carry over to different aspects of your life and that's going to school and everything. So, I mean, it's something that he has to address and like I said, when that child gets to be a, a young adult, if he addresses it right, that child might come back to him and tell him how much he appreciated him standing up, being a man, standing up, being a father, standing up, being a leader, and, you know, taking the, taking the bull by the horns. You know, he's got to do that, you know, yeah. because if not, it's going to hurt him, but it's going to hurt the child in the long run, too. Yeah. And then, you know, the other, the other aspect of this whole thing is, 
his mom you know you the jeffrey he might have his own you know another family uh he's married and he has another son but the 12 year old his mom has to be a part of the equation like you can't be over here disciplining disciplining him and then he goes back home and then his mom is like oh you, what How, he's telling you what to do he ain't been there and blah 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 so you know it's a it's a team effort so you can't have his mom talking trash and then he comes to your house and then you're trying to discipline him and then he goes back to her and she's telling him you don't got to do what he says you know so you, you have those situations sometimes because you know the mom might be bitter also because you weren't involved in the first 11 years of his life it's it's unfortunate but those situations and circumstance they do exist they do exist uh you know and so you you'll have that mother you know she's got uh a chip on her shoulder uh just like your dad was whooping you because you told not because you left the door open but now you're getting punished you know so you know uh women do have uh uh agendas uh, and it's unfortunate it might not be that way in this case but uh, uh the best thing to do is to make sure that you establish uh, exactly what you want your son to know about you and the relationship between you and the son. Whatever the mother tries to inject in, she can do that all day long if she wants to. But again, like you say, that consistency. If he's being consistent and steadfast in standing up, doing what he's supposed to do, letting his son know that it's all out of love and he's going to have to do certain things if he's going to be under his roof. Once he does that and establishes that, you know, the mother could try to, you know, uh, put in some wild seeds and, you know, try to sow in a, a discord and things of that nature. But as the son and the child grows, he'll have a great appreciation for how his uh, father tried to give him the foundation that he needs to be a better person and to make it in life because that's a, a large part of parenting is giving that child that foundation and discipline has to come into that. You know, it's the corrective behavior that's not good. It's that realignment that I was telling you about because if you don't align that car and your wheels and tires out of alignment and you're getting that wear, boy, if you don't address that and that rubber's wearing, you're gonna mess around one day and have a wreck. And uh, the thing of it is, he has to maintain uh, being a father. And sometimes I can remember uh, my mother used to tell me sometime before she would whip me and she would always communicate with me before she would me. She talked to me. <laughs> yeah. She would tell me sometimes, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I heard that line before too. <laughs> I'm like, really? And I know my mother, man, she, man, she was heavy handed. When she whooped you, I mean, you know, you were going to remember it. I mean, for a lifetime, you know, and all it was just with a leather belt. But I mean, if my mother, I did not want to get a whooping by my mother and it helped me in life, you know, but uh, you, 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 you have to discipline that child. And then uh, as I grew and I had children myself, like I had three, uh, my son, he's deceased now, but uh, I never will forget one day, it was kind of like a flashback to me. My daughter lied to me about something. 
she wasn't supposed to have company. And when I drove up, I saw this little girl running out of the side door, the patio door. And then when I talked to my daughter about it, she lied to me. And I remember my mother whooped me once before. She said, uh, I'm whooping you because you lied to me. And I had to tell my daughter the same thing. But I talked to her, communicate with her, and I let her know you lied to me. And I'm whooping you because you lied to me. Don't lie to me. Tell me the truth. You know, and I know I hit hard. I mean, I know I hit hard. But I knew it wasn't going to kill her. But yeah. for my daughter to be crying, I don't want nobody having my daughter crying. I don't want anybody hurting my daughter. I mean, it's like, look, this is my daughter. You know, we're going to go to blows if somebody's hurting my daughter. You, you got my daughter, you're hurting her, you know. And so I thought about what my mother said. This is going to hurt me more than it hurt you. It hurt me to whip my daughter and to know that I'm putting a hurt on her like that and she's crying and I'm doing this. Man, that really hurt, man. But at the same time, you know, my daughter grew up. She finished high school. She didn't get pregnant. She went off to college. She graduated from college. And I probably only had to whoop her maybe about, you know, maybe two times in life. And I'm not talking about as a two-year-old and, you know, you kind of spank her on a diaper or something like that. But I'm talking with an actual belt. I probably didn't have to whoop my daughter but a couple of times in life. And she turned out to be real good. But it's something that he has to address and then let the chips fall where they may. But if not, his son is going to be getting away with murder at home and at school and, you know, in society, period. Because you feel like my daddy can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. You know, so uh, he's got to save the child. And so if he feel like that uh, it's going to push the child away from him, just do what he feel like he needs to do as an adult and as a parent, as a father, and just let the chips fall where they may. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, unless you've got something else, uh, we are getting to the point where we need, really need to close this one out. Uh, wish I could have had him on and, you know, uh, again, but uh, these things are happening in uh, different uh uh, homes out here and uh, some of them are single parent homes and you know some of them have both parents but uh, those are things that has to be addressed if you don't address them it's going to come back to haunt you I mean that that's the bottom line okay yeah we'll we'll try to get them on um, okay to, to talk about it but yeah that's some that's some good advice okay thank you so much appreciate you coming at me with that <laughs>